Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But it also helps keep us in focus on our relationship with God and have a better more spiritual and positive mindset to be able to deal with everything life throws at us every day. You know people in your life, undoubtedly, who need to turn their focus of life around. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, about their relationship with God. We encourage you always share these short studies with everybody you can every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can, literally. We're going to finish our line of thought and study. We've been looking at this for a long time now. We have broken this into two major sections. We first ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we looked at that in depth and in detail, and prayerfully and hopefully you came to understand what seems to be a contradiction that really there are reasons for that particular appearance. And we're going to talk about the appearance of things a little bit more today as we finish this particular study. In this last major section, we've turned the question around and we said, why do good things happen to bad people? Well, sometimes bad things do happen to good people. And again, there are some reasons behind that. We discuss those in detail. But then when we look at what we consider to be people living bad lives, ungodly lives, sinful lives, to one degree or another, some of them very wicked, evil lives, others... We might say, well, okay, they're not axe murderers, (laughs) but they're certainly living an ungodly lifestyle. Why do good things seem to happen to them? And especially in view of when it seems like bad things are happening to good people. Again, remember, what appears to be on the surface is not always the reality. And what appears to be the immediate moment Whatever reality might be, that's not the way necessarily that it's going to, to be at the end. So we need to keep that in view and keep that in mind. Now, we've, we've pointed out, we've emphasized, God bestows blessings on people at times. He demonstrates patience with people who are still not walking with him. They're living ungodly, sinful lifestyles. But he's patient with them, giving them time to repent. And part of his patience is exhibited in he still sends some blessings even on bad people, such as the sun coming up every day and the rain falling, watering their crops perhaps, providing them with nutrition through the you know farmers who are raising crops. And even bad people have to have water and food, water to drink and food to eat. And so the laws of nature, God bestows upon everybody. But then God also, he does provide some good things for even bad people. And we say, well, why? Why does he do that? Well, 
again, he, he's patient. And those blessings, James says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Well, those good things, God, I believe, intends for them to open the eyes of people to recognize, and especially some things that they should recognize, I didn't do this myself. I, I, I couldn't make this happen. Well, that should motivate them to open their eyes and look to God and come to him in repentance. John, in, John said, uh, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. John chapter 3 and verse 27. Now, again, God wants us to come to repentance. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. But he expects us to come to repentance. His patience is exhibited to give us time to come to repentance. And even the goodness that he bestows upon people who have yet to come to repentance, that should be motivation for them to see their need to come to him for repentance. But Peter goes on in verses 10 and 11 and says, but the day of the Lord is coming. It will come as a thief in the night. In other words, the, day, the final day of judgment is coming. It's over the horizon, but it will come. And then everyone will have to give account of the things done in this physical life. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. And also Acts chapter 10 and verse 42. Acts chapter 17 verses 30 and 31. Nobody's getting away with anything. Nobody's getting away with ungodliness. Everybody ultimately will have to give account. Now, God's patience and his love for us, he loves you, he loves me. Why did he send Jesus into this world to go to that cross? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And why did Jesus have to go to that cross? Well, God piled upon him all of the sins of all mankind for all time. He bore the guilt of all of our sins, your sins, my sins, everybody's sins, on himself on that cross. Now, that must have been horrible from an emotional perspective. If we think about it, from human terms, for the Son of God, the sinless Savior, to somehow then be bearing the guilt of all of the sins of all mankind for all time as he hung on that cross, giving his life for all of us. And that includes you and me. We all needed forgiveness because the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, the same verse, Romans 6 and verse 23. So sometimes we only see the surface level appearance, the outward appearance, as it's called in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 7. But God sees the depths of reality. We see only the outward appearance sometimes, but we need to look deeper. We see, we see what seems to be prosperity in the lives of wicked people and difficulties, and maybe we, we get our vision skewed and we think it's only difficulties in the lives of people who are trying to live righteous lives. 
we assume that having a great job, lots of money, and seeming success spells happiness and fulfillment. But we don't see what goes on behind closed doors. We don't see into the depths of people's lives. Countless people in those circumstances experience unhappy lives, crumbling families, and they seek peace through means that are not going to bring them peace, like drugs and alcohol. And they end up many times committing suicide themselves or destroying their lives through ungodly lifestyles. You can look at a person often times who is living the godly lifestyle, and you might say, they're suffering so much. But you see, they don't see it that way. They're looking forward to eternity with God in heaven. And so they're willing to go through whatever this life throws at them with a smile in their hearts because they know where they're going. They know that they're living the life that is going to give them the ultimate of all rewards, eternal life, a home in heaven. When we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 8, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, beginning with verse 11, the wise man wrote this. There is a severe, I'm sorry, I'm chapter 5, let me turn over to chapter 8. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So there might be a person who's living an ungodly life, a sinful life. Nothing seems to be happening to them. They think they're getting away with it. Verse 12, though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him, in other words, the righteous, the faithful, but it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are a shadow as a shadow because he does not fear before God. Solomon, the wise man, writing this says, don't get suckered in by the surface level appearance of things sometimes. No, God knows what's really going on. And God is going to hold all of us accountable. Nobody's getting away with anything. The sinful are not getting away with their sinfulness. In Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5, the wise man wrote this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Well, that's the, that's the encouragement. That's the instruction. That's the guideline that God gives us. Just trust in him. Walk in his ways. He's going to reward you. He's got a home in heaven waiting for you. We come back to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We look at verses 13 and 14. And Solomon says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. What should be your main purpose in life? Your main goal? Serving God and getting to heaven. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. There is no thing, there is no matter that an evil person buries so deeply in what seems to be secrecy that God does not know it and see it all the time 
and that God will not hold him accountable at judgment. Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. If you'll live that faithful life, just persevere, stick with it, walk with God, resist the devil, submit to God's will, God will walk with you. He will not allow you to be tempted by any temptation that is unbearable with his help. He will be faithful to you and always make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. We'd like to help you in that walk of faithfulness, that lifestyle of dedication and commitment consistently to God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. You can click on the email link and contact us that way. We'd love to hear from you. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study through the postal mail. We'd be glad to talk with you and pray with you and pray for you. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. And again, at our website, you can take advantage of tremendous Bible study resource materials, all for free. And you can learn God's will for your life that way. We'd love to help you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to not be taken in by seeming appearances of evil people prospering for the moment and good godly people suffering for the moment but help us to look down the road to the ultimate reward for the godly and recognize the ultimate eternal danger for the ungodly and help us to always walk the path of righteousness with you. Take care of us, Father. Please, we pray. Please, Father, we pray. Gracious Father, forgive us, and we pray to you. In Jesus' name, amen.